1: One woman clapping band. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to our Sunday service. I am excited, just like Lauren said, to be in person pretty soon. Um, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, for those of you who do not know me, and it is a joy and a pleasure to be here with you all this morning. Ah, it looks sunny outside. It's probably a little cold, but it looks sunny outside. Let's begin with our announcements today. Last week, we had our annual meeting, and we voted, in, uh, voted and approved on our new budget for the year, and we had our Board of Trustees election. So I want to congratulate our new board members today. I want to congratulate Faith Brower, Angela Pearson, and Donna Opoka. Thank you so much for uh, <clears throat> agreeing to, be, to accept the nominees and to also be on our board. I'm looking forward, and I, can, I can, think I can say it for the rest of the board members, we're looking forward to working with you all. Last night was our family trivia game night, and we had a lot of fun. Eileen uh, Lindbergh came up with some great categories and questions, and we had many more team members. We had nine teams last night, which is so we had some stiff competition. <laughs> and Faith Brower's team won. They are called the Brady's. Babes, not the Brady Bunch, but the Brady's Babes. So congratulations, Faith, you, got bragging. you, you and your team have bragging rights for the next month. And we're going to have our next um, family trivia game night on the third Saturday in March. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Thank you, Eileen Lindbergh, for creating the game in the first place and for hosting it. We are having a, fe- a fellowship gathering today on Zoom at 11 o'clock. I'm looking forward to seeing your faces, and next week will be the last one, and then um, two weeks from now, we'll be back in service, so I'm excited about that. Our women's group will be meeting today on Zoom at 1230. Did I say the fellowship was on Zoom? Today, the fellowship will be on Zoom at 11 at, 11 a.m., and then the women's group will be meeting on Zoom at 1230 p.m. That'll give those parents whose children are in children's church a chance to join us. And ladies, you are all welcome to join us. I'm looking forward to sharing, learning more about each other, and celebrating our unique expressions together. Our next Critical Conversations meeting will be next Monday at 7 p.m. on Zoom. We're discussing the book White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. and I think it's gonna be a deep discussion. Although these conversations have been kind of difficult sometimes, I'm grateful that we are committed to doing our part to healing the racial divide, creating stronger bonds between all races in our spiritual community and actually in the world, because what we're learning together, we're taking out into the world. So those of you who have been participating from day one, thank you so much. And those of you who will join in, thank you ahead of time for joining us. It will be um, next Monday at 7 p.m. on Zoom. Feel free to invite others to join us. And in two weeks, we are going to be in person and on Zoom again on March 6th. Uh, And so it will be, not Zoom, YouTube, will be live streaming and in person. Uh, And I'm excited to see your your faces in here again. Of course, masks are required and social distancing is still required. And then the Children's Church, I believe, will resume in-person services at that time as well. So it'll be for Children's Church on March, six, March 6th as well at 10.30 up in the children's room. And then our 7 p.m. Wednesday evening meditation services will begin having in-person and Zoom again on March 9th, that Wednesday after we start services in person. Also, if you have not renewed your membership, please go to our website, unityfh.com, click on About Us, Fill out that membership form for this year and click Submit. I'm asking you that because we, Matthew needs to update our church records for this year, and I need an accurate account of how many members we have when I fill out our annual minister's report. And I'm excited to report that we've increased, but i got to have you guys fill out the form. And even if you're married, you, each person has to fill out a separate one so that the counting system will um, incorporate everybody in the married couple. If you have any questions, feel free to email or call Matthew, our business manager, at 248-737-9191 or at businessmanager at unityfh.com. For all of the Zoom links, for our weekly activities, our meetings, um, to get access to our veterans resource page, which I'm so excited that Charmaine Pearson started, and our next door page, which I'm so, so excited. So, man, I'm tongue-tied today. <laughs> I'm so excited that Angela Pearson started for us. If you need to contact, um, well, okay, take a break, Kelly. I, I feel spirit just rushing through, and I'm excited to get to my, the, the message, but I need to slow it on down. Thank you, God. Okay, so let me start that one again. For the Zoom links to our weekly activities, our meetings and our events or to access our Veterans page and our ne- Next Door page, please visit our website or read through the weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday afternoon. To sign up for our newsletter or to update your email address, please fill out the form on the front of our homepage, unityfh.com. If you want to schedule an appointment with me, you may do so by calling me at 248-737-9191 or email me at seniorminister@unityfh.com. at unityfh.com. Your prayer requests can be sent in to our prayer ministry at prayerchaplains@unityfh.com. at unityfh.com. I am so excited that we have this prayer ministry because prayer is so powerful in the unity movement. That is how Charles and Fillmore, who are the co-founders of unity, started through prayer. So, Email your prayer requests in. We will pray over them for 30 days and then send them to silent unity. Our prayer chaplains are Roxanne Berry, Eileen Lindbergh, and Lynette Kelly. Thank you, ladies, for your sacred service to our spiritual community. Well, that concludes our announcements for today. If I forgot anything, just go to our website. You'll see it there. We are going to now listen to our music team sing Shirley the Presence. And as you're listening... Open your hearts and mind for the daily word and our opening prayer. Thank you. So the daily word for today, Sunday, February 20th, 2022, is inspiration. The affirmation reads, I am grateful to those who inspire me. I'm going to say that again. I am grateful to those who inspire me. And the message reads, I admire and respect the sacred calling and work of innovative and groundbreaking thinkers and leaders the work they have done to forge new paths and lead humanity into new directions inspires me i've heard inspiration described as the breath of god and and an inner quickening this quickening is mine as i forge new paths and boldly journey forward creating my life anew to keep divine inspiration flowing I make time to rest in contemplative stillness. I begin each day with a prayer for a receptive mind and heart. I pray for the courage and clarity to release my rigid expectations. I live in a state of gratitude for the inspiration that flows from God and the opportunity to share it. Today's scripture comes from Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man, from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being let us pray so I invite you to gently close your eyes with me take a deep cleansing breath and let your attention float down that 18 inches into your heart center your mind centering in the space of stillness tuning into that Christ within knowing that it is God who is that only power and presence that is active in our lives and in the universe And as we tune into that knowing and feel that presence, let the awareness infuse your entire being. Let your mind and your heart and your body open up to be and receive and experience the presence of God. Let your heart infuse with love so deeply that it pulsates out into the world. And God, as we tune into you, our hearts are grateful to know that it is your good pleasure to give us the kingdom of heaven, to co-create with us our greatest and highest good, according to the thoughts that we hold in mind. It is our commitment to stay in tune with the highest and greatest thoughts. And we thank you for your divine gift of love that loves us no matter what. Mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation. And say it as if you know it's working. Together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. And now we'll have our first special song entitled, I Will Rise Again, be led by Lauren, and I will be back with our
0: message. The theme for February is strength. This is a song absolutely about strength. Uh, no matter what adversity, no matter what you're going through in your life, if you believe you will get back up again, through faith, through love, you will rise again. I will rise, I will rise. I will rise, I will rise. I like somebody knew how to cripple me With the perfect plan to break my belief Take me piece by piece till my faith was all but gone He knocked me down so far that I couldn't get up But face down in the dirt I heard the voice of love saying Do not fear, you won't be here for long And I, I, will, rise rise again. Again. I, I will, will rise again And I will rise again I believe I believe that I had to break so love could make me whole but I will rise again stronger in the end Shame it's been turned around as I come so alive death is afraid of me. I will rise again. I will rise again. I believe, I believe that I had to break so love could make me whole. But I will rise again. Stronger
1: will rise again. I like that song. It, it, it makes it better when you have an um, audience, a, a congregation here to say, give them another hand. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being able to say that again and uh, give you guys another hand. Um, as uh, Lauren said, this is the month of strength in unity, and it is also the, uh, it's Black History Month as well. So we're celebrating um, those. Well, you know what, let me start off with my joke first. Because uh, I uh, was supposed to tell this joke last week for Super Bowl Sunday. Donna Opoka sent it to me, and it's a cute little joke that says, why did the football coach go to the bank? To get his quarterback. <laughs> so thank you, Donna, for that joke. I may have told told it late, but I still told it. (laughs) Oh, man. So anyway, as we go back into this, this is the third week in the month of strength. And strength represents our endurance, our persistence, our ability to be consistent, and it's also our discipline. The disciple that represents strength is Andrew, and the color is green. And last month was faith. And faith was rep- is represented by Peter. Peter and Andrew are brothers. So whenever you are talking about having a strong faith, you're usually igniting two powers at the same time. You're igniting your faith and your strength, your resistance and your persistence in God. And so this is, a, you know, it's interesting. I, I've been moving, because of, of the critical conversations that we've been having with the... Um, with our church, the members in our church. This month has been very powerful for me. I've been watching a lot of um, history of the United States. I've been watching a lot of uh, conversations on how to heal racial consciousness in the United States. I've been really committing myself to being a a strong strong feeling of love because when you're watching this and you're looking back at how the United States was created and that my people were brought over as property and used to create this United States and it wasn't the, and you know for 400 years we're we're still in oppression. So it's been a, a strong consciousness of resilience and discipline to stay in a space of love just for the sake of loving even when I see what's happened and how people are killed and even now how it's still going on. But it's interesting because In the Sermon on the Mount, which is what we've been discussing these last several months, Jesus' most powerful sermon that shares how to live as brothers and sisters in Christ, that demonstrates and gives his ministry, which we are meant to live as well. Jesus wasn't just here to be the the demonstration for us to look at and just um, admire and praise his way of being. We're meant to live it out as well. And so this Sermon on the Mount is really powerful because Jesus is our big brother and our way shower. And as we've been moving through the Matthew chapters 5, 6, and now we're in 7, and those are the chapters that um, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, that's where where the Sermon on the Mount is, is in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. I'm listening. And so we are now in the chapter that discusses the golden rule. It's in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. And I think all of us have heard the golden rule before is do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And when Jesus is talking about this, he's not just bringing it up for the first time. This has actually been a rule that's been discussed and been shared in Deuteronomy and, and Leviticus as well in the Old Testament. So what he's doing is he's bringing it back in the Sermon on the Mount in order for us to move into a powerful way of expressing this. And he's linking it to the other aspects that he's discussed as what already. And he prepared our consciousness to go into this scripture that we're going to be dealing with today in my talk entitled, Do Unto Others. So Matthew chapter 6, chapter 7, verse 12 says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. And God, I thank you for the way you've been preparing me and grooming me and strengthening me to be the voice today because I know I'm about to get into something deep. And I might ruffle some feathers, but I'm okay with that because I'm just speaking forth what you've shared for me to say. And so I thank you, God, for opening me up, for decreasing my ego and letting spirit come up and Holy Spirit move through me. Thank you, God. Amen. So this is a powerful scripture because back in the day where Jesus was living, the Hebrew people were being oppressed also by the Roman soldiers. And so, as he's talking about this, we re- remember, if you remember in earlier scriptures in the Sermon on the Mount, he says to love your enemy. He says not only to love your enemy, but he says to bless them, to do good for those that curse you, and to pray for them. And so, as we move here, right after Jesus talks about asking, seeking, and knocking, that you come into a consciousness of Christ when you ask and you keep on asking, which doesn't mean that you keep praying the same prayer over and over again. It means you stand on the consciousness that that prayer is answered. And then you seek the way of bringing forth our part in doing the prayer. And then you knock down the doors in your consciousness that blocks you from stepping into the kingdom of heaven, the consciousness of Christ, the consciousness of the Holy Spirit, and the presence of God that we're meant to be. So now he tells us to do all of these things. And he gets us into a consciousness of having an ongoing up per up-close and personal relationship with God, which we need to have before we can actually live the golden rule. Honestly and and truly, you have to have an up-close personal relationship with God to be able to do unto others what you would want them to do unto you, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter what circumstances you find yourself in, no matter how someone may be talking about you, no matter what you see people doing to I'll just be real, your people. Like with me, seeing people, seeing what's happening in, in this co- country and in the world to black people, it's not easy to walk in love anyway unless you practice it. Now, I did grow up learning to love my neighbor as myself. I did grow up with what Jesus taught, which is the two greatest commandments, which is in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 40, which is what he's demonstrating in this scripture. I did grow up learning that, but we are human beings. We are human beings. It is not easy to see things happening in this world that are hurtful to others, that are hurtful to me. And yet, we are called to love anyway. How do you love anyway? I mean, like, seriously, how do you love anyway? How do we even transform a consciousness that is, that is built up and grown up for generations in superiority and change it into loving your neighbor as you would want to be loved? Because that superiority consciousness, I promise you, people who are behaving that way do not want to receive that in return. They don't want to be treated that way in return. That's a glutton for punishment. I, don't, I, don't, I just don't feel like people who are walking around better than others, others treating people better, and stepping on people, and, and, and being greedy, and stealing, and, and all of these ways, and even the way the, the system is. I honestly don't believe that those who are in the majority who are holding the power Want black and brown people to treat them the same way. Do you think that? I don't think so. So how do we penetrate even their consciousness? Like for real? That's a big thing for 400 years that our people have gone through. And not just black people, white people. Because having a consciousness like that towards a people damages you. When you have a consciousness that you think you're superior to someone else, you're going against the consciousness. There's a judgment and a log in your eye and seeing a speck in the other person's eye. Seeing an inferiority in someone else reflects that there's some type of feeling of inferiority in the person who sees it. And that's a powerful place to be in as I keep looking at that and looking how hurt, people must be to walk around killing and hurting and grabbing and, and being greedy and, and, and wanting to keep the, the world, the United States, the way it is. There's this consciousness called, there's a fear of the great replacement. And I promise you, black and brown people do not want to replace anybody. We don't. We truly, in the heart of hearts, want to live and move and have our being in this world as one with white people, as one with everybody, loving and feeling the presence of God and loving and being the presence of God, having equal opportunities, having an equal chance, having our children have an equal chance, not afraid to go places. Can you imagine, and I know some of you can, living every moment of your life, being afraid to go a place, like even right now there's a nervousness in me, being afraid to say things that's the truth, being afraid to speak the truth, because it might cause others, who are the ones who are creating what it is that is the uncomfortable unfair, unjust circumstances that will create them to feel uncomfortable. But feeling led by God, to say it anyway, now have to be in a place of walking and being an expression of love, which is the same love that I would want others to treat me. That's not easy. That's not easy. And in this month of Black History Month, It's not easy for me to let it skate by without talking about it and be real. Because if I were to do unto others as I would want them to do unto me, I would want to speak up for what's truth. because I want someone else to speak up for me for what's true for me. I'm not just speaking up for black and brown people when I talk about living together in love and treating others as you'd want to be treated. I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about everybody. That there is no fear in a white person's mind of a black person being a criminal. Being a savage. Acting like a monkey. That is, it is not in our heart to just go out and kill. We're not criminals. Now, the truth is, some of us may have criminal behaviors, but that's in the white race too. If we're to treat each other and do unto each other the way we want them to do unto us, how do we do that? Jesus tells us, and I'm going to say this until the last breath I take, in the two greatest commandments, which are in Matthew 22, verse 37 and 40. And I know I'm sensitive right now. But I I love all people. And I'm committed to speak forth, even when I'm nervous. Jesus says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, and all your mind. And I promise you, if you feel superior to me or anyone that looks like me, you don't love God. I promise you that if you feel that you need to keep me oppressed, you don't love God. I promise you, if you feel that it feels good to hurt me, and keep me down, and keep your knee on my people's neck. You don't love God. Because God is the absolute presence of love, of oneness, of forgiveness, of generosity, of different. We are all made of the same God. Which is different, which is different. And all of us have unique expressions in our divine plan that God has planted in our hearts that we are meant to serve, that we're meant to express. And I would love for our our country to let everybody have the equal experience to express our divine plan. In verse 38 of Matthew 22, Jesus says, this is the first and greatest commandment. So, which in unity, unity says, that there's only one power and one presence that is active in this world and in the universe. That's God, the good, omnipotent. And the truth is that power and that presence is love. Is love. Jesus goes on to say, and when you, when you love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, you tune into that love. You tune into the expression of that love. You tune into the experience of that love. You tune into the desire to express that love, not just to God within yourself, not just to yourself, but also into the world, which brings us into the second scripture, the second commandment. Verse 39, Jesus said, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The way to do unto others as you would have them do unto you is to love your neighbor as you do yourself, which means you got to learn how to truly love yourself. And that's not easy because there's a lot of things that we grew up in, in our world, in our life, in our history, in our childhood, in our circumstances that told us we were not worthy of love. And so every single time we're in a circumstance where we have to stand up in an expression of showing love towards our neighbor as we do ourselves. That means we have to hold on to an expression of love to ourselves. Which means we have to hold on to an expression of being the demonstration of God. Which means we have to realize that God's presence exists in each and every one of us. Which means that I have to realize that whatever I do to me, I do to you. And whatever I do to you, I do to me. That's what oneness is. That's what oneness is. And we have to move into a, a great expression of love. A great expression of love. In verse 40, Jesus says, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And that is powerful because if you walk in an experience of love, if you walk in a oneness of love, if you walk in a consciousness, with you have an up-close and personal relationship with God, no other part of you wants to do anything else but to demonstrate and love others the way you love yourself. There's a powerful experience of love, and it's not selfishness. It's honoring the Christ self inside that the Holy Spirit may come out and be a demonstration of it in and through you. That in our moments of weakness, when we feel uncomfortable to do it ourselves, that the Christ in us, the Holy Spirit in us, leads us forward of being a powerful demonstration of love. So as I was asking God, how do we, give me some examples of this. course, our fourth unity principle ties into this deeply, which is through prayer and meditation and through denials and affirmation, which means deny any part of you that feels separate from another person, any part of you that wants to be anything other than love, you deny the power of that. Even when it feels justified, sometimes it feels justified to be mean or judge another person, but there's never a justification to do anything other than love. We move into the consciousness of praying and sitting with God on a regular basis so that your mind is always in a state of oneness. Your heart is always full and ready to express. And your body is always eager to move forward in what you're guided to do to show and demonstrate love to others the way you'd want it demonstrated to you. So it all hinges on love. To treat others the way we would want to be treated, we need to move into a consciousness of oneness and take out separation. There is no separation. Take it out of your consciousness. To treat others the way we treat ourselves, we have to move out of the state of hatred, anger, or anything that is outside of love and be the total expression of love. And any time we feel ourselves tempted, ask God to help heal our hearts, create in me a clean heart that I am only a demonstration of love. To treat others the way we would want to be treated, we got to move into a state of forgiveness. That's powerful for black and brown people, to move in a state of forgiveness. That is our way of helping white people be allies for us, to be a demonstration of love no matter what, that when you look in my eyes, all you see is love. All you see is love. That there's no part of me that needs to forgive because there's no part of me that judged in the first place that I walk around always seeing, no matter what you are demonstrating, in your eyes I see the Christ. I, I demonstrate the Christ. In my eyes I send you love, that we bless each other. In unity we say, I love you, I appreciate you, I bless you, and I behold the Christ in you. When you say that to others, you're blessing them. You can say it to people through your eyes. When you say it to people through your eyes, you bless them. When you only see the Christ in another person, when you only see oneness in another person, when you only see joy and the expression of God in the other person, I promise you, you're blessing them. Another way to treat others the way you treat yourself, want to treat yourself or want to be treated is to do good for others. Not for the sake of getting the praise. That's a hypocritical way. Jesus says to do it for the sake of praising God and blessing God and honoring God and treating God. Because if I bless you, I'm blessing God. And I don't expect it to come back from you. I expect it to come back in a way that God sees fit. That is a way to treat others the way we would want to be treated. When there's an opportunity to bless them, bless them. Because there will be opportunities where you're going to be blessed and God will bless you. And the other way, the most powerful way, besides love, that we can do unto others as we want others to do unto us, is to pray for others, to pray for others. Now, we said last week that prayer means to commune with God. It's communion between God and man. When we pray for others, we commune with the God in the other person. I sit with the God in you. I affirm God's presence in your life. I affirm God's greatness in your life. I commune with that consciousness in your life. No matter what's going on or what you're saying to me, I commune with the consciousness. I speak good. I speak love. I speak light into your life. That is how you bless another person, not just pray for something that they want to demonstrate in their life. You can't pray for something from a human realm to demonstrate in their life. In order to truly pray with someone, because you already know it's there, is you tune into the Christ in that person and you touch and agree with the Christ in that person and together with the consciousness of the Holy Spirit inside of you, you affirm God's presence in the situation. And all of it is rooted in a disciplined heart. This takes practice over and over and over and every second of the day. It takes practice. Because something will snap, something will happen quickly, and we can get distracted. And the moment we're distracted, we have to come back. So when we stay tuned into God through prayer and meditation on a daily basis, on a daily basis, that's my challenge to all of us. Even those of you who think you are superior to me, my challenge to you is to pray and sit with God and ask God the truth. I promise you it is not what you're thinking and feeling in your heart. And I speak into your hearts right now the presence of God's love. I love you with the deepest love in my heart. As much as I love everybody who treats me with love, I love you too. And there ain't nothing you can do to stop me. I love you. And we will continue to express that in this church. We will continue to express that through our values. And I know I say them over and over again, but they are powerful values. To be a church that is diverse, to be a church that is welcoming, to be a church that is loving, to be a church that is spirit-filled and empowering, and not in these four walls here, but in the temple that we take and walk out of with. When we we leave spiritual services, when we take this the physical temple and we walk out, we walk out being a consciousness that is diverse, that is welcoming, that is loving, that is spirit-filled, and that is empowered and empowering those in this world. That we take and be a demonstration of living towards others the way we'd want them to live towards us because we know who we are and whose we are, and we know how to be the expression of who we are and whose we are, which is love and oneness. And that is it. Just as simple as that. Love one another, Jesus says, as I have loved you. And on that hangs all the commandments and all of the teachings of the prophets. And it hangs everything that we are created to be. To live in the kingdom of heaven, but not of, the, and, and, but not of this world, means to live in the kingdom of love. Not just in your mind, saying it and speaking it, but being a living demonstration of it in this world. I am a living and moving and breathing demonstration of love. Together, I am a living and moving and breathing demonstration of love. And just take a deep breath and breathe it in deeply. Breathe in the presence of God's love. Breathe in the feeling of oneness. Breathe in the feeling of peace. Let your heart commune with the Christ in you. And let the Holy Spirit go out and demonstrate through your actions love in the world. Thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what, that teaches us to love you and ourselves no matter what, and teaches us to go out, and love the world as we would want to be loved. Amen. Thank you all for listening. We're going to have our next song entitled Overcomer. It'll be led by Did I say that right, Laurel? Overcomer. It'll be led by Laurel. Peace and blessings. <coughs> i I love that song. Have you seen the movie, Overcomer? I did too. I love that song. I love that movie. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you all. Um, so now let us just take a deep breath and close your eyes and bring to mind what you feel led to give to Unity Affirmington Hills as a donation today. <sighs> and let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And remember, you can give online. Go to unityfh.com. Click on that Donate button. If you don't want to go completely through PayPal, you can go down to and do it through your debit card, where it says debit card, credit card. And also, if you're sending in your donation, send it to Unity of Farmington Hills. The address is on our website. <laughs> I'll say it for Dennis. 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 4833. and any way that you choose to give to tithe to our church through your time your talent your treasure please know that I am truly truly grateful I'm truly truly grateful we could not be where we are today even through COVID if it wasn't for your giving so thank you so much for that let's stand um, those of you who are sitting I guess, at home, you can stand too if you want. And let's go ahead and um, bring to mind those who you feel led to pray with in the consciousness of knowing that what it is that their heart, mind, body, soul, spirit, or whatever circumstance is needing, that God's consciousness is already there. Call out those names. And God, as the names go out, we visualize a virtual circle of hearts affirming and being the consciousness of oneness being the consciousness of love and speaking forth in in everyone's life who we're praying with that you are there that you know what they need and that you are supplying their need for them right now that it is already answered right now and we thank you God for answering every prayer that is every prayer request that has been put into this circle and we thank you for blessing unity of Farmington Hills and for blessing God the world in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ and through the love that dwells in our hearts that we will use to love others as we will want others to love us. We thank you. Amen. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Let's do our peace song. all for tuning in. Enjoy a beautiful day. Know that I love you and there's nothing you can do to stop me. Amen. Peace and blessings. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com slash donate.